Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so, He condemns sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. New International Version It is a great privilege to be a Christian and possess God's own Spirit in our lives. There are four privileges of the Christian to take note of so that believers can truly live in the Spirit and not in the flesh, sinful nature. First privilege, there is now no condemnation. No condemnation means without judgment. God pronounced a verdict, and the decision is final. We are united to Christ by means of God's Spirit. Since God does not condemn us, there is no need whatsoever to condemn ourselves or other people. Since we do not sit under judgment, believe the sin issue has been taken care of once for all through the life and death of Christ. If you do not feel forgiven, then put yourself in a position to believe. Allow the Holy Spirit of God to take the redemption of Christ and apply it to your life in a real and practical way. It would be silly to go into the bathroom, turn on the shower, then just stand in the middle of the bathroom without getting under the shower head. Because you did not put yourself in a position to become clean. You may passionately believe a shower, soap, and shampoo will make you clean. Yet, if you do not actually avail yourself of the privilege of taking the shower but just stand there and look at it, you will not become clean. We must put ourselves in a position to experience the privilege of God's grace, our wonderful state of cleanliness, and the lack of condemnation through reading the Word of God on a regular basis, praying in the Spirit on all occasions, and practicing the silence and solitude necessary to receive the cleansing work of the Holy Spirit. An illustration of marriage might help us understand both our reality and our responsibility. Two people are declared married in a formal wedding ceremony. The couple then works out their shared union together over a lifetime. The minister does not pronounce condemnation at the ceremony but declares a blessing. From that point forward the two persons must work on their marriage. They must believe their relationship is important enough to warrant putting themselves in a position to grow together by intentionally doing things like creating date nights and conversations on the couch, learning, appreciating, and participating in the other's interests in life. God is not opposed to effort, but to the notion that we save ourselves. Just as we do not marry ourselves and pronounce ourselves a married couple, so we do not save ourselves. Having a marriage license in hand does not mean there is no effort to be done in the relationship. A marriage is both a legal reality, and a kind of mystical union between the spouses. Second privilege, freedom from sin and death. In Holy Scripture, sin is not only personal struggle but an ever-present reality in the world. Unfortunately, the power and presence of sin is everywhere within people, institutions, and systems. Because sin is everywhere, death is everywhere. Biblically, death refers not only to the body, yet also to the spirit. Death is a relational term. It's to be separated from God, apart from a relationship. Conversely, life is connection, to be in union with God. God sent the Son. God's Son became incarnate, a sin offering, an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God condemns sin in sinful humanity. God met the righteous requirements of the law. God affects holiness in us by means of the Spirit. Rather than saving us from sin then simply telling us to live a holy upright life, 
God the Father and Son sent God the Holy Spirit to indwell us so that we can live like Jesus. Therefore, we must put ourselves in a position to experience this saving work through dwelling in the Scriptures and letting the Spirit and the Word affect practical change in our lives. I often quote Scripture from memory. I don't really set out to memorize Scripture so much as I set out to dwell in it to the degree that it ends up becoming a part of me. The goal is to become a wash by the Spirit and the Word so that in every decision, in everything said, and in each action, we are moved by the Holy Spirit. Third privilege, we possess the mind of Christ. The rub of the problem all Christians face, living in a sinful world, has to do with our mindset. What occupies our minds is what determines whether we will have life and peace, or not. If the object of our thoughts is continually away from Christ and the Spirit, we will have loose thinking. If we put ourselves in a position to indulge the sinful nature, it will affect our mindset. Our mental choices can lead to life or death. For example, alcoholics know they have two choices, the way of life or the way of death. The first step of the 12 steps is to admit powerlessness over alcohol and that my life has become unmanageable. The second step is to believe a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. The third step is to turn life and will to that power. We are powerless over sin, which will, if left unchecked, lead to death. Yet, in the Spirit, we have the possibility of life. Sin, like alcohol, is a daily possibility, even after giving my life and will to God. However, there is also the possibility of life. And that hope of life is what we possess when we have the mind of Christ and the Spirit. We hope through the power of the Spirit to overcome death, embracing choices which lead to life. The Spirit is not some vitamin supplement to the Christian life, or a protein shake that helps us become healthy. The Spirit is life and peace, a person, not simply a force. The Spirit brings us the practical benefits of new life in Christ. So, what we put into our minds is vitally important. It's not about willpower but about putting oneself in a position to receive spiritual power to mold, make, and change us. Relying solely on willpower is setting yourself up for a crash. Evidence-based studies repeatedly demonstrate that we as people tend to overestimate how much self-control we will have against temptation when we are not in the heat of the moment. We too easily believe we can handle more temptation than we can. Those who are most confident about their self-control are the most likely to succumb to temptation. The key avoiding situations where vices thrive in, most importantly, for individuals to maintain a humble view of their willpower. Fourth privilege, the Holy Spirit indwells U.S. The Spirit is the distinguishing mark of the Christian life. The Spirit opposes the sinful nature and expects us to do the same. We need not live the Christian life on our own power because of the Holy Spirit. There is an internal struggle within us that desires to do right but has a compulsion to do otherwise. It's the indwelling Spirit that gives us victory. Christ's life, as much as His death, achieved salvation from sin for us. The very same Spirit that helped Jesus in life and raised Him from death belongs to us. When I was a kid, I remember my grandmother canning grape preserves. I sat on a stool in the kitchen and watched her, looking forward to yummy grape goodness on my next piece of toast. I once asked Grandma, why are you always melting that wax over the fruit? I didn't understand how wax could make my toast taste any better. She answered, the wax seals the jar tightly so the fruit can't be contaminated. If I didn't seal it, the fruit would eventually rot. You and I are God's preserves. God not only chooses, redeems, and calls us, the Lord also has a plan for preserving us, to give us the indwelling spirit so that we can live free from sin and do the will of God. So, May Christians everywhere appreciate the privileges of no condemnation, freedom from sin, possessing the mind of Christ, and the power of the indwelling Spirit. May you avail yourselves of the Spirit and experience life and peace so that you will love God, love one another, and love the world through the power of the Holy Spirit.
Almighty God, fill us with the knowledge of your will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Help us to live worthy of the Lord Jesus and to please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to your glorious might so that we may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to you. For you, Lord, have rescued us from the dominion of darkness and have brought us into the kingdom of the Son you love, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen.